Hello there. Welcome along to another episode of The Chats, the highlights of the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show. My name's Andy. Let's play the jingle. Yes, welcome back one and all to the chat. This episode is another of our political interviews that we've been having this week on The Breakfast Show. Yesterday, of course, was the Liberal Democrats and Councillor Clive English was in the studio talking to us. This morning, it was the turn of the Green Party and we had Stuart Jeffrey come in on his bike to the studio to have a chat with us. Here is what happened. We've got business to attend to. Ladies and gentlemen, he is here in the studio. Please welcome a Green Councillor of Maidstone, Mr Stuart Jeffrey. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Are you well? Yes, bit hot. Bit hot, yeah. Um, it, uh, interesting time to be a, a politician, interesting time to be interested in politics in general. Uh, as a Green Councillor, as a member of the Green Party, are you sad to see Boris Johnson go? Um, uh, clearly, uh, he was... <laughs> In my mind, one of the worst prime ministers we've ever had. Um, and, you know, as, as a citizen of this country, I, I've been calling for his, him to go for a very long time. Um, and, and he hasn't quite gone yet. So, yes, I am pleased he's, he's gone. Uh, I'm really, really worried about who's going to replace him. I think mm. that's kind of... We, we've gone from, from bad with Cameron to, to slightly worse with May to dire with, with Johnson. And, um, you know, we could get somebody... Um, Potentially even worse, although I, I can't imagine how. Well, uh, I mean, before we get on to who could replace him, well, Boris Johnson had quite a few green policies, didn't he? Has has the Green Party lost an ally in Boris Johnson? Um, perhaps you could name one. I, I said. <laughs> But, I mean, there were, I mean, look, COP26, there was lots of conversations, shall we say, about green policies oh. and where the Conservatives could take those green policies, a, a green future for Britain. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of rhetoric in, in every regard coming out of Boris Johnson, and, and most of it was lies. Um, the, the idea of uh, of going, uh, stopping and phasing out coal, for example, and then within a month or two, he's 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 agreeing to a new um, coal mine in Cumbria. Uh, he's then drilling, um, opening up new coal fields in, uh, in the North Sea. I mean, it is, you know, he says one thing, he does another. We've seen this throughout his, his premiership. And, um, you know, COP26 was just another example. Well, in that case then, uh, with, with Boris Johnson gone, is, uh, is there any of the Conservative candidates that are running for leader now... Uh, any a good option? <laughs> no, I don't think there is a good option. I think there are worst options. There are bad options and there are worst options. Um, and, you know, somebody... Um, I, I think it's... Uh, Braverman was, was talking about scrapping the, 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 the zero tar um, carbon target, for example. Now, that would be uh, a blatant crime. crime, crime. Uh, you know, we, we, we are desperate for... <laughs> as, we, as most of us are today, to, to not have climate change. Um, you know, today, this week, this week, weekend um you know it's it's one of the impacts of climate change that we've been expecting um and it will get worse unless globally we we, we curb our, our our carbon emissions so having a candidate who's going to say no i'm not going to do it is is phenomenally dangerous so there are some some really bad candidates in there and there are some that are probably less bad um but still not great do you have a preference oh gosh not really um i mean as long as it's um 
I, I think Penny Mordaunt probably is the is the best of the bad lot. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not not a great fan, but um, she's she's not quite as bad as some of the others. Okay, uh, so obviously the Green Party uh, is predominantly here to to help us out, or to at least um, create policies around the environment. But in order to for us to see a, a green MP in Maidstone, we'd, we'd need a, perhaps more detail about other policies that you would have. So uh, the the leadership race with the Conservatives, there's been a lot of talk about tax and whether it should be tax rises or tax cuts. Where do the Greens sit on that? So so you're right in terms of the, the public perspective perception of, of the Greens. You know, people see us as environmentalists. But actually, um, I, I try to describe us as campaigning for people and planet. Um, so we're, we're very much on the left of the spectrum. Um, uh, so, um, you know, it's social justice and planetary justice um, is, is our core. Um, so taxes, I mean, there was a great cartoon I saw uh, of, of this elderly couple walking through a dilapidated, dilapidated street with uh, rubbish everywhere and, and crime and saying, um, I'm glad we've, we, we, we've reduced our taxes. Um, and, you know, you can see the impact of that happening. Um, so, so taxes, I mean, you know, we, we should be proud to pay taxes to a government that supports us in our society and that builds society, keeps us clean, safe and, and provides us healthcare. Taxes are a good thing um, and they should be used in a way that levels up society or levels down society probably is a better way. So focus on, on, on the rich, on those that can afford it while supporting those who need additional help. You know, it, it's, it's a fairly standard left of centre approach that, um, you know, it feels particularly good um, to me because I, I, I love people and I love society and, you know, I don't want um, the, the rampant disparity that we see um, growing and growing. It is very, very bad for, 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 for the UK. Okay. Uh, in terms then of uh, when we get uh, a new leader of the Conservative Party announced, so after the, the race is finished, do you think whoever that ends up being... Uh, a minute, it looks like Rishi Sunak is is perhaps getting the most support from his party. Um, but whoever ends up in that role, whoever becomes our next prime minister, do they need to go for a general election to create a mandate for their new policies that they'll be creating? I mean, I think it, it seems to be the done thing at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of, of people going straight out to general elections. You know, the, the Conservative Party was elected. Um, you know, we, we need to see it as a whole. They put Boris in place. Um, they're putting the new leader in place. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not going to say I don't want to see a general election per se because I'd like to see the Conservatives out. But as a principle of, you know, just because they've got a new leader, does that mean they need, need a new um, uh, general election? No, but I do want a general election for, for, for other reasons. The fact that we have the worst government um, that I've ever known and, and I lived through Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if then we do go to a general election and the Green Party are there campaigning and... What is the likelihood of us ending up with a Green MP in Maidstone? Uh, I don't think, you know, Maidstone at one point was the ninth safest Tory seat in the country. You know, it's very unlikely that we're going to uh, have a breakthrough here. Um, 
at this time. But what we've seen is um, year on year, uh, election on election, we've seen increases in in the green supports and the green votes. We're getting our message out there. Um, I, 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 I won my first seat in uh, Mason just a couple of months ago with over 50% of the vote. You know, people, when they engage with us, they like what we're doing. They like the, the approach we've got. And, and they like the fact that we are grounded in our in, in the place where we stand um you know this is uh, th- this is core to our being you know we, we love our community um and, and and that that is having a big impact um but will we win the next one in the next general election in maidstone or the next parliamentary seat in maidstone probably not but i do expect to do um very well Okay, well, we will put a pin in our conversation. We'll come back in just a second. Uh, we've got some travel on the way, but first, let's play you this. Bob Marley and One Love here on the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show with me, Andy, and Stuart Jeffrey, and we'll be here until nine having a chat with Stuart. Go nowhere. Tesla and Green Green Grass, I really couldn't help myself, I'm so sorry. Uh, this morning here on The Breakfast Show, I'm joined by Councillor Stuart Jeffrey from the Green Party. And just before we had a break for the travel and all that kind of stuff, we were talking about what potentially could happen uh, should another general election be called. Um, we were talking about the likelihood of a Green MP getting into, into power, but in order to perhaps see change in Maidstone, is it time that the Green Party look at doing a deal with the Lib Dems or the Labour Party? I mean, it's an interesting question and one that um, certainly is, is bouncing around, uh, around the political discussions at the moment. Uh, I mean, I think that the important thing for me is when people vote Green, um, even if we don't win, it puts pressure on the person who does win. So, you know, th- there is a real um, incentive for me to make sure that we have... Um, uh, no deals um, in some respects um, uh, because, you know, we lose that pressure on, on, on whoever wins. Um, that said, um, I'm, I'm very comfortable um, in, in a deal with one caveat that it is um, a short-term deal to bring in some proper dem- democratic reform. Um, you know, we do need proportional representation. We need to make sure that votes count. And if there was a deal that removed um, the Conservatives brought in um, a form of proportional representation, formed a, a proper written constitution for the country and made some, some, some real democratic changes, you know, elected laws and so forth. You know, if, if it was a set of, of reforms like that and then go back out to the country under a, under a rev- revised system, I would be comfortable to do that. But that would be the, the caveat that I would want. OK, uh, so if that was the case and we did end up and Maidstone got themselves a Green MP, what would they be doing differently to the Conservative MP that we have at the moment? Well, I think talking to the people, I, I, you know, I've been pushing Helen Grant to, 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 to give us her view on, on the current administration. Um, she's been phenomenally silent on it. So, you know, there's something about communicating and listening to, to the electorate. Um, you know, in Westminster, you know, we do need urgent action on climate change. We need urgent action on the cost of living. Um, and the two are for really really connected so so i'll be pushing for i would be pushing for um insulation around um rolled out across uh, across the country um let alone mason and the world um bring down people's fuel bills um 
investment in public transport. We've seen the buses in Maidstone absolutely decimated by Kent County Council and, and Arriva's cuts and Maidstone Borough Council's cuts as well with the loss of, of the park and ride. So you're bringing back public transport, which is the way we need to get around in, in, in the future. We're, we're going to have to move away from cars. We're not going to get rid of cars, but we're going to have to move, reduce the number of cars on our road. You know, we cannot continue with the way we've been going. So, so some, some fundamental changes in, in both the way we govern ourselves and the way we, we live. Okay, uh, just really, quick, uh, really quickly, we've had a question come in from DJ Vinyl Matt. No idea. Uh, who has asked? Can you ask Stuart why he uh, why his campaign leaflets were weren't printed on recycled paper, and how come they were printed by a company up north, and how they were delivered to Maidstone? Is that <laughs> what's what's going on there? Um, yes, I mean, like many um, political parties, you know, we have limited funds, so we do use a a company that's not local. Um, it is they were we use vegetable inks. Um, the the, the paper is um, sustainably sourced um, yes it's not recycled and I'd love to be printing on recycled paper um, but in order to get our message out there we do have to go with a moderately green company even if it's not brilliantly local um, I, I'd, I'd love to see a, a local company be able to, 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 to supply us with, with that uh, level of uh, volume of, of, of paper that we, we need um, at a price we, that, that, has allow, that would allow us to campaign effectively uh, at the moment that doesn't happen Okay, um, we are starting to run out of time however I want to make sure that we cover um, a couple of things thing number one uh, Maidstone accounts for 25% of food parcels handed out at food banks across Kent what would the Green Party do in order to alleviate some of the burden on, on families who are desperate for food? Well that's a statistic I, uh, that's just sort of made me um, draw breath um, so it, you know the cost of living is um, it's not just about food it is about the the other impacts so it's making sure that uh, uh, we've as i say addressed fuel bills um, in particular because fuel bills are squeezing other areas um, I think you know encouraging people to uh, and, and and companies to, to focus on, on on local food on non meat products um, both helps reduce costs and improve um, uh, improve the environment. Um, but ultimately, it's about changing the way we tax and, and spend. Um, so making sure that tax, the burden of taxation is put on those people who can afford it and drastically reduced for those who can't. Okay. Uh, we also want to touch on traffic because Maidstone is notorious for its traffic. Um, in, in terms of other options that are available to people if, if we're trying to perhaps get them out of their cars and onto public transport. Uh, for me, I live in East Farley, and to get into Maidstone on the train, which is a four-minute journey, it's going to cost me £2.80 to, to stand on a train for four minutes. Is that value for money? Not at all. Um, it, the public transport is, is dire in this country. Um, if you go abroad... You know, they've cracked it. Germany has, has slashed um, through the summer uh, its public transport prices by 90%. I think it's nine Deutsch, uh, nine euros, sorry, showing my age, um, uh, to, you know, for, for a month's travel. It's something of that ilk. Um, you know, they are putting proper investment into um, supporting people using public transport. Um, and we have to do that. And we have to make the, the public transport work and be available for people. Um, you know, that, that is a key, uh, a key requirement 
for us to be able to travel. We cannot continue to uh, encourage more cars onto the roads. They are gridlocked um, and they are dangerous. Uh, and we need to we need to tackle that through making other forms of transport available. Um, and what about e charging? Um places where you can charge an electric car up so electric cars are part of a mix of the future they are not it's not going to be possible um we cannot generate enough energy to tr turn every single car make every car owner have an electric car you know they're really useful for um for buses for people living in the country in remote areas um but actually within towns um you know we are going to have to shift to non-car-based solutions. Um, E-scooters? Are e-scooters one of the answers? See, I love them. I must say, I, I, I think they're, they're really great. I, we do need a place where they can, the, the, you know, they, they can be safe to be used. Um, I mean, I, I ride a bike um, and, you know, it doesn't feel very safe on the roads most of the time. I had a couple of near misses on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and e-scooters suffer the same sort of problem. You know, let's make our roads safe for them to be used. Um, they are they are really great. Um, they're small, they're light. Um, yes, there's some safety implications that need to be got over. But but they're, they're, what's not to love it once we've sorted those out? I know. The, on private property, they can be quite fun. Um, finally, I just want to touch on Operation Brock because it has been um, brought back in. So that's obviously for those who are unaware. And if you're unaware, where have you been? Uh, this is where... A section of the M20 uh, between Maidstone and, and Ashford gets uh, turned into space for a, a big lorry park. What would the Greens want to do in order to limit the effects of Operation Brock? Well, I mean, we, we fought not to leave the EU for a start, so that, um, you know, if, if we hadn't left the EU, we wouldn't have had the, the, the barriers in place, um, in terms of the, in terms of customs and so forth. Um, I mean, ultimately, you know, it's one of those really sticky problems that we're facing at the moment. You know, we have to localize our economy. We have to have locally grown food, locally produced, um, goods. Um, and we have to move goods that are moved around onto trains. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not, a, it's not an easy problem. And actually, as a society, as a world, we need to buy less as well. So, you know, cut out some of the, the rubbish that, that, that is sold to us, um, improve the quality, it makes things cheaper in the long term and so forth. But it's one of those sticky problems that, that needs lots of little bits of solution. Stuart Jeffrey, we are unfortunately out of time. I could p potentially sit here with you all day, but I think you'd be the first person to say, please don't do that. Um, however, um, uh, all of this conversation will be available on a podcast a little bit later on that will get released today. So if you missed any of our chat with Stuart Jeffrey, feel free to catch that. Stuart, thank you so much for coming in um, and talking to us live. We really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And look, as if by magic, you have downloaded and listened to that podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you. And of course, a big thank you to Stuart for coming into the studio on his bike, um, avoiding the treacherous traffic of Maidstone and uh, enduring the boiling heat of the studio as well. We appreciate it, Stuart. Thank you. Of course, tomorrow we have a double whammy for you. It is going to be Maureen from the Labour Party and we'll also be talking to Sally from the Conservatives. So please make sure you catch that. Episodes, of course, will be available once we've had those interviews go out. So without further ado, I shall leave you to your Thursday. Enjoy it. Enjoy some of the weather if it's not too hot for you. And of course, there'll be another episode of the chats available tomorrow. Have yourself a wonderful Thursday. Goodbye.